Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. We are live at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Nothing goes better with Philly basketball and hockey than Chickies and Pete's. Signature menu items, pregame, in-game, or post-game, Chickies and Pete's. We'll get some thoughts here on the Combine in one second, but good try Becky again. Becky, it's our fault. I'm sorry. Uh, but how are you doing, Becky? That's all right. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. well. Um, Thanks for holding on. Oh, sure. Um, so I hope like listening because I just want to tell him and Jack that you're, you're dead wrong about the whole um, the whole Darius Slay thing. And... It's like hypocritical because Trey Turner, I know you're saying that he, you know, had a positive, you know, like he taught us, Jack, you, you help him teach us that positive reinforcement, like mm-hmm. works better for some people than negative reinforcement. And I just don't think, even though like Kenny and a couple of people had said, well, he should have just said, you know, but he wouldn't want to play anywhere else. I'm sure he does want to play somewhere else. He wants to play somewhere that, you know, like appreciates them like not just when they're winning and it's just it's like maddening because like i love philadelphia sports so much that it like mm-hmm. hurts my heart because i know players aren't gonna want to come here and i know you're saying it's about the money like they'll go where the money is but no it's not it's not like there's there's no empathy yeah. there and i like, got you, you put yourself just... in somebody else's shoes like if you went into work every day and were heckled you would not well. want to go there some would say that does happen, Becky. <laughs> it might, but, but <laughs> on a smaller scale. Like but you'll but like, get much better. You, you, you might, you might produce think, much do you, better. That's fine. Do you, you, do, you think, do you do you honestly believe Slay is like heckled every single day? No, but I, I but he could be. You like you don't know. Like you're saying he can hide from it by like staying off social media. You're not like listening. Like it's when, it's on the field. It's as they're coming off the field. It's like he's. Around, you can't hide from it. It's like just sure, mean, I guess, but, all right, mean so, people. Yeah, that's fine. I, I guess I'm just curious. So, like, if they're losing at halftime and you're going into the locker room, do you want them to like cheer? I mean, like, I, I just yeah, don't like, think that's like, 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 I, like, like, yeah, any, like, not cheer, but just like be more like, just like more supportive. Like, don't well, just don't r- don't, r- don't, real don't, quick don't back say here. nasty stuff. Like, I've heard some of the nasty stuff, and it is so. And nasty. I, I don't like that either, Becky. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not pro that either. Well, and real quick, and Becky, not to, you know, take your point, but just I want to ask Jack, like, 
So I do think the Trey Turner thing, it's hard to compare completely. It's one player versus a team, all those things. But I think what Becky's trying to say is, and I would pose this to the callers, like if the players tell you they think it'd be better if you cheered instead of booed, like does that matter to you? Eh, not really. Me, okay. me personally, well, no, not really. Well, it, it works, and you helped prove that point. So I feel like you're being like hypocritical because it worked for one player, and you're saying like you don't, you don't care if it works for another player. You're saying you don't care that that happened. Okay. Uh, who's the uh, who's the who's the Philly athlete that you, you couldn't stand? Um, okay, I I know that uh, that you know who this is because you were just talking about it. But the only uh, player I think you know it was 2008 ish that uh, not only walked the bases loaded, but the person he walked the bases loaded to was a pitcher, and not only is a pitcher, but he has probably the biggest um, <laughs> biggest pitch zone in the history of baseball. Um, Adam Eaton walked the bases loaded to walk Randy Johnson in. And they lost the game, but um, but yeah, that's I mean, a great just, answer. Yeah, so I love but, the detail um, with that answer. I know, too. I appreciate it, Becky. <laughs> right, have, have a good weekend, Becky. Yeah, thanks for holding on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think just to her point, and I don't think either of us are sitting here saying fans should change how they do things. But if players like Slay tell you that they find the environment can be make it make it harder for them to win. I don't see why that is, you know, why, why, why that's but being pushed been, back. has on. it been harder for them to win? Well, last year it wasn't great towards the end. What about 2022? 2022 was not harder for them to win. What was so hard about last year? Uh, with the team? Yeah. What was, what was so hard? Uh, I, well, again, I'm what not saying so hard he's about saying that. What, what I mean is if the, players, if, you, if the players said to you that we feel it, it is better for us if it, there isn't as much booing, like, would, would that change your opinion? That's saying, what I'm asking. But here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the, the caveat. You're saying you're acting like Slay is speaking for the entire team. What if it's Slay? It could just be Slay. But what do you think the chances? Like, again, just from being down there, the sense I get is like they know that the boos are not super conducive to helping them win. But well, they need to wake the bleep up and go win a football game. <laughs> but I, th- I th- it's almost. Like, like, but to why, me, but to why me, why is this so hard? But to me, it feels like you're saying I don't care if it makes it harder. Do it anyway. Right. But what, but and, what are, think, and what other walk I, of life would we, would we want something to be accomplished and say, but I'm going to take the way harder route? Because I don't really believe it makes it that much harder. I really don't. But if and if pl- you can't ha- I, I think if you can't handle booze, like booze at heading, into the, heading into halftime, then you can't handle playing in Philadelphia. Like, I, I, don't, I agree with that. But the point I'm making is why do we want to make it harder for players to play here? Because I don't think it actually makes it harder. I think it's, I think it's excuse making more than anything. You think it actually makes it that much harder? So I, they're they're going to go in the locker room and they're going to be, oh, man, oh, I can't go back. I, I, I do think, through. I mean, I think there's no question. There's way more pressure on an athlete in Philadelphia than there is in any other city with any other team. Sure. Yeah. And that, that does, I mean, you can't just gloss over that. Like, that does make it more difficult they, to perform. They also get unbelievable treatment when things are going well. Yeah, agreed. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. And I, I feel like it's always... Like it wasn't the fans' fault they lost six to seven. Listen, were, were the fans mad in the middle of the Niners game? No, they get me in like well, the game was over by like exactly. Half, yeah. They were they were ten and one. Like well, like, and the fans were mad for what it's worth. Sure, but it was like they weren't heading into the game like ah, this team stinks. Boo! Right. Like the, the, what other game at home last year was so like the, the Cardinals game? Sure, you should be embarrassed after what happened in the Cardinals game. You lost the freaking two win football team. Yeah, the Giants game they won. I'm now not, it's because of a hero play, I think. I'm not anti-boo. I'm not saying fans should change. But we can't, ign- we can't ignore the fact that it does make it harder. It just does. It is exactly why, and I know it's not apples to apples, 
But your Trey Turner thing, your whole point was, let's not pile on the guy. Let's not yes. boo him, right? So I think that's what Becky's saying, and to a certain extent, maybe how athletes feel is, like, while fans have the right to boo and their passion is coming out like that, it does, if, if we've seen that positive reinforcement could be better, why would that not be the option you would choose? Speaking of things I want to boo, okay. um, <laughs> so you were at the combine. Yes. And one of the things, one of the takeaways you had, it seems like, is Nick Sirianni is going to be more involved in this offense than is being led on. You know, after the first press conference after the season where Kellen Moore was not hired yet, it it read to me, and I was so happy. It was probably the most positive I've been about the Eagles you in a while. You were giddy. Oh, my God. Because it was like, okay, I have to, to succumb to the fact that Nick Sirianni is going to be the head coach here, which is already a, a bad scenario for me. Um, but at least he's not going to be involved with the offense. They're handing the reins over to someone who has a clue what they're doing. Yeah, they're, they're only the seventh best offense in the league. Last Amazing. Year. Yeah. It's, it's such a great accomplishment. Um, I think about 25 of their teams would kill for that accomplishment. But. but one of the senses that you got leaving the combine, it seems like, is, is Nick Sirianni is going to be more involved in this offense than we think. Is that accurate? Yeah, and I actually think maybe we, and I'll include myself in this for sure, we probably misinterpreted what was said at the end of the season press conference. If you think about how the structure of the Eagles has been set up really since halfway through Nick's first year, Nick has not been the play caller, right? And while he is a big part in designing the offense, the offensive coordinator also does as well. If you remember in the end of the season press conference, Nick basically said, we need new ideas. The offense got stale, and we need to kind of, I think he used the word, like fuse them together. This mesh. week, Well, this week at the Combine, he said mesh. I think at the end of the season press conference, he used the word like fuse them together. Okay. So well, why, why I bring that up is to say, I think we misinterpreted what was said at the end of the season press conference. I don't think they're changing course. I don't think this is trying to clean up what the end of the season press conference was. I think the honest truth is there is not as much of a structural change as we think is happening with Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is going to come in. He's going to bring new ideas. There'll probably be more motion. They'll probably do more, you know, pre-snap disguising, like all those things. But Nick Sirianni is going to have just as much involvement in the offense. He will be oh in. He will be in the offensive meetings. They Boo. are going to. Ki- Why? Why? Boo. But here, here's all right. Do you want the Eagles to win next year? Of course. It is going to be way harder for them to win if they install a whole new offense than it's it is. It's not if, that hard. It's not doing, that what, hard. Yes, it's it not is. That yes, hard. it is really. There's a reason this teams. Is a, this are, is excuse making. No, this no, is no, making. no. It's not. Did, did, did the Ravens not just install a whole new offense? And what did they do? They got um, Lamar Jackson was the MVP, and yeah, they, and did they, they, did, they, the, did they win the Super Bowl? They made the conference final. Okay, yeah. So they, 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 but they, it was the best off. It's the best they've looked offensively in years. Right. I'm not saying the Eagles' offense is going to be trash if they install a new offense. What I'm saying is, it is hard to win the Super Bowl with when you have a new coordinator, and the reason is, is because you're installing a whole new offense. What the Eagles, are, I believe, is going to happen. Is, is they're going to add to the last year's offense. What was the offense? What is the Eagles' offense? What, what, what they were they seventh do? in the league in points. Uh, no, no, no. That that means absolutely nothing to well, me. Well, it should mean it basically means, everything. It means because nothing to the me. points matter a lot more than. Anything else? Right. What What is the Eagles' offense? What was the Eagles' offense last year? What were they good at? Well, you want me to like explain? I the- want you to like. All right. So they struggled to establish the run all year. That was a problem. Yes. Uh, the, the RPO got shut down. That was a problem. The deep passing game regressed late in the year. The red zone offense was brutal all year. Like, do you think maybe you're looking at this with a glass half empty view? Considering you I can't, would never take that you, approach you, with the Eagles. You can't sit here and be like, this didn't work. This didn't work. This didn't work. They were seventh in the league in points, but this didn't work, and this didn't but they work. Weren't, 
good at anything on offense. Then how did they score so many points? They have a lot of talent on that. Do you side think Jalen's a top ten quarterback? I think he's ten to fifteen. Okay, so they outperformed the quarterback. One one position. Yeah. Well, the, okay. One the most important position. How many teams do you think got better performance than where you would rank their quarterback? San Francisco would be one of them. Sure. Ravens. I mean, Lamar won MVP. Yeah. No, Lamar's a top three quarterback. What are you talking about? Oh, oh you're talking I'm about saying where. They, I, think like, meant, I think you meant like quarterbacks who were better to last No, what I'm saying game. is the Eagles had the seventh most points, and you're seeing a quarterback that's not in the top 10. Everyone says Eagles have so much talent on offense, and they're winning just because of their talent on offense. Correct. But yet also think Jalen regressed. So it can't be both. It can't be the players didn't play really well, but they only scored because of the players. Like, I agree the players matter a ton, but at the end of the day, did you, did we you, can't just completely diminish the fact that the offense has been very successful. Also, the, the offense did crater down the stretch. And you, you can it did. That. I agree with that, yeah. They still finished seventh, but I agree with that. Awesome. It's amazing. I'm so glad they finished seventh while the quarterback did regress, so, yeah. which is also an indictment but, on but, but what I'm saying is they, they don't have to throw the whole offense out. You want them to throw the whole offense yes, out. Yes, I don't want him touching. Why? But it was, it was a good offense. I don't they, want him touching the offense. I, don't want him, I want him to But why? In 2022, for, they had the number one offense in the NFL. Yeah, Shane Sykin. Shane Sykin was here. Well, they were, okay, so they were seventh last year. So is Brian Johnson good? No, of course not. Okay, so Shane Steichen is good because they were number one. They're number seven with Brian Johnson, and he's terrible. Yeah. Well, they, that doesn't they, make any they, sense. They underachieved. I don't think they did underachieve How? to a large because Jalen didn't play that well. They had the same exact. They had but the yeah, same but they didn't have the. They didn't have the same. Isaac they didn't have the same quarterback. And I also think Samal was but, a bigger but, but, loss. Okay, than well, why does why does the coaching staff not get held accountable for the quarterback too? They could they can be held accountable okay. for that, but that's a lot different than saying that Sirianni's offense doesn't work and can't be used anymore. I'm not saying they didn't need changes, but watching the Eagles' offense last year, did it not feel like everything was done? At the end of the year, I agree. But the, with you. the whole year, people complaining about the offense. Well, it they, wasn't they just scored the 38 points against the Bills. Like they had big offensive outputings. Sure. Yeah. Oh, again. I would and, hope so. And, and I'm not saying they can just run back the same thing. I think they do need new ideas. Remember when Doug was here in 2017? Obviously, they win the Super Bowl, and then the offense slowly started to regress. They had to, they had to uh, bring in Rich Scangarella. Yeah, that was the only outside voice they brought in. Outside of that, it was promoting Mike Groh. It was promoting Press Taylor. They never brought Carson Walsh. Yeah, Car they never brought in new ideas to the offense. I think what the Eagles are trying to do, based off last time, is they're going to keep what works in Sirianni's offense and add to it. What works in Sirianni's offense? I mean, the passing game was, was pretty good last year for stretches. They do run the ball relatively well. Like, Everything last year offensively was pulling But teeth. But again, like, how did they score so many points? Because they have a lot of Dude, talent. The, yeah, so what do you think these other top ten offenses have? Like... Carson Wentz at quarterback. Like, I mean, the other teams that have, that have good offenses also have a ton of talent. The Dolphins have a ton of talent. The Bengals, when Joe Burrow is healthy, has, have a ton of talent. Kansas City has a ton of talent because they have Mahomes. Like, Baltimore has a ton of talent because they have Lamar. Like, what team that scored a ton of points doesn't have a ton of talent? What, what Nick Sirianni can do next year is not touch the offense and teach the tush push. That's what he can do. <laughs> okay, well. he, he, can, he can go teach the tush push and then go figure out what he's going to say on Saturday night before the game. And make sure that it's fourth down. Decisions okay, so good. I don't think, A, our opinions aside, I don't believe that's what's going to happen. I believe and I Sir think that's a mistake. I, I didn't. I disagree with you on that because based off Sirianni's track record, he has shown he can coach an offense that is productive. That doesn't well, mean Shane he doesn't. Well, Shane Sykin can coach an offense. And, well, Shane Sykin co can coach an offense. Shane Sykin can coach. I agree. Yes. The Colts, the Colts offense was good last year. Last, I mean, listen, did, did, the, did the offense crater towards the end of the year in part because Nick also took over some play calling? Last year? Last year. Um, no, I, I think Jalen played poorly. Okay, but he also took over play calling. No, well, he okay. didn't take over play calling, to be clear. Like, we, we can, we can assume call. he called more plays, but he did not take over play calling. Didn't take over completely, but he 
said he called. He started calling more plays by the end of the year. Yeah, he was involved, so the, but also so the two Jay- times. The two times they've asked him, Jalen was audible in plays. Jalen was audible in plays. I, I'm not trying to completely absolve Nick. What I'm saying, like Nick, did not do a good enough job last year. But I think it's an overreaction, and I'm happy the Eagles are not doing this, to throw out everything they've done. I think it's going to be way harder to win next year if you're teaching a brand-new offense, new terminology, all that stuff. Tom is in Abington. What's happening, Tom? Hey, old fellas. How we doing today? What up, Tom? Good to hear from you, man. All right. Elliot Soft Park, huh? <laughs> hey, man, I, I didn't say it. The player said it, and I just think it's true. Like, okay. What, well, what's so listen. wrong about hearing the truth? Well, no, okay, so Darius spoke his truth, right? And that's, uh, yes. that's fine. Now, personally, if it were me and somebody were to say, hey, I'll give you, I don't know, 15 to $20 million a year, and you're going to be in front of forty to 50,000 people, and they're going to boo you, oh, they could yell at me. They could even talk bad about my moms. I yeah, don't Tom, I, I, just, I, think you're, I think you're wrong about that. Like, I, I get your point. What do you mean? How- I, I'm telling you how I feel. How am I yeah, but wrong I don't think about you, how I well, because I just I'm, don't think you know what it's like. None of us do. So I don't think you can say that having all that money, like you don't know how it would feel to run out on the field and everybody boo you. And I go into your Twitter mention and everybody's saying you should be cut. I know I have thick skin and I could handle it because I've been in situations that are probably comparable to it and that, without getting into it. I'm just saying, Elliot. I agree you like, have thick skin. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here and saying that you wouldn't. Like, I just don't think we can say because they make a lot of money, it doesn't impact them. I didn't say it, didn't it? it I, listen, you just said if you, got, if you got 15 or $20 million, people could say whatever they wanted. Isn't that what yeah, you said? With me. With me. That's my, right. my own part. That's my truth. Darius spoke his truth. Apparently, it gets to him. That's what we're talking about here. So he even said that it affected his play on the field. Like, that is super thin skin. And you know what you're signing up for. I mean, I'm sure he's been to an NFL game prior to being an NFL player. No? But I guess my thing is, like, if, if let's use Darius Slay. Let's just say the fan base knows Slay doesn't like to get booed. Like, I think that's a bit of a leap, but let's just say that. Like, Slay doesn't like to get booed. We know he can't handle it. Then why do it? Like, like suggest with Slay. Right? No, like, if, no, if, no. I would flip that around and say if you can't handle it, Slay, then why play here? But why is it on him to handling the boo? Like because that's the he point I'm making. He signed the contract. He knew what he was signing up for. He's okay, and you, you bought the tickets. Like, did you buy the tickets to see your team win, or to like see who can take the boo the best while still playing hard? No, I, I bought them to, to see him win. But okay, but that's what I'm saying. So if the, if the play, playing like crap, but I'm going to boo. But if the players are telling you that it doesn't help, what's the benefit of doing it other than just like proving a point? then the player needs to remove himself from the situation. If you're going to sign that yes. contract, then you know what you're signing up for. Then I don't, what's the issue here? Well, it sounds like the issue is, based off of Slay and Steven Nelson's comments, is that it's hard to play in Philadelphia because of the fans. It sounds like that's what they believe. That's I'm sure right. they think there's, I'm sure they okay, think there's so positives as well. To, then they should go to San Francisco where they don't care and they won't get booed. That's All my right, point. So Slay's one of the Eagles' best players. Do you want to lose him because he, he doesn't like being booed? Well, yeah, because it's not going to work out here. Because you know what? You're playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. If you play like crap, you're going to get booed. And you're telling me that you can't handle it to the point where it's affecting your play on the field? Then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I, just, I get your point. I just don't completely agree that it's like a foregone conclusion that you have to treat athletes that way. 
You don't have to, but you have a you're, right you're spe- to. You're, you do have a right to. Just like, again, fans make this, a, yeah, fans make a decision. Hold on really quick. Fans make a decision on what they want to do at games, right? And uh-huh. I'm not telling fans what to do. I'm just asking if, if, if a fan thought that the player would perform better if they weren't booed, why would you still boo? Because they're playing like crap. Like, we could do this all day and go in circles, Elliot. It's, yeah. it's pretty simple. Well, we're on to six. Let's do it. When you yeah. play well and you win, you'll be a god around here. And when you play Agreed. like crap, and especially in, in his instance where he's so chirpy and on every possible show we can get on and just totally not take accountability for everything because everything is everybody else's fault but his, then, yeah, then it, it even compounds it. Like, how are we supposed to react when we know it's, it's never his fault? And it's uh, it's always yeah, fans are tough. Yeah, it's never yep. like hey, I love being an eagle. I love the fans. They they not, they, not they get the best out of, of that, Jack. Never. Not, not one. In, in, this, in this clip, you are right. There was right, none right, of that right, right. in but this you're, you're clip. He like, did you're tweet it. Like the whole us. team hates the hates the fans. So, I mean, you know, do, so, do, you, do you think he's? Oh, no, I'm not saying that. Do you think that he's in the minority of feeling that when the team is booed running off the field, they don't enjoy that? I don't think um, they enjoy it. I think, I they think get he's in the minority. You can win here affecting his play on the field and I keep going back to that because it shouldn't affect your play on the field and he why shouldn't that it in, that in all seriousness like why shouldn't it why why do we expect athletes just to put up with extreme like booing and criticism and what like, extreme booing what Wait, what, what do you is think, the example what do you this? think they are talking what about? extreme Again, booing? I didn't come out today and say I think booing you, isn't you good. might as well have. no no but I'm saying what Slay said who's on the team it's just Steven Nelson who was on the team barely, is saying that barely but he played here for a year the point I'm making is like that's how they feel I'm not saying I feel that way they feel that way and if they're telling you that's how they feel why do we still feel a need then to be like well we boo because that's what we do because he's in I the do. minority with how strong he, he feels I, and, and what he's putting out there. I don't know if that's true, Tom. Tom, who's the Philly uh, athlete he couldn't stand? Um, I would have to go with the Darius Slay of the Phillies. How about that, Sean Rodriguez? Oh, S-Rod, big answer. Mm, who that can was, forget? That was, uh, that was Buzz's answer pre, pre-show. He gets my vote. Yeah, 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 Tom from Abington easily. It's a big vote. Well, Sean Rodriguez, well, I mean, again, he's here for a minute, and he – he, he tried the whole educating the fans on how they should. Steven Nelson's a grizzled oh, veteran by that. comparison. Right, yeah. yeah, by the way. What did he say? He was. Um, do you remember exactly what he said, Buzz? It was, so, really it, was, audio. it was after he made an error. Yeah, I'll, I'll search in the system. But it was like after he made some well, poor, he was poor play. Up for Reese. He was sticking up for Reese. I, Is I that what it was? That. Yeah. All right, let me look into it. Let me look into it before yeah, I misspeak. See if you can find it in the system because it was hilarious. Um, he tried to educate us. And, he, and by the way, he's now an Affiliates assistant coach, so he's back. So um, I guess he uh, yeah, liked it here. It is very convenient, though. And this yes. is not to take a shot at Ike Reese. <laughs> but if you must. But if I must. The times he has conveniently not been here has been around fan things. He wasn't here for the Sean Rodriguez reaction. Mm. And he wasn't here for the one today. I wonder where he would fall in this. Uh, I, I think he agrees it's a tough place to play. And yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree. I, I, I acknowledge it's a tough place to play. But I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. But but if you thought the players would play better, why wouldn't you change it? Because I don't think they're because I think I think they're overreacting to small like small things. I, I think you're minimizing it by saying it's a small thing. Well, because because I, I, what has been the most visceral on field stuff that has happened? Like I don't they got booed heading into halftime a couple times during the the, the at latter home ha- at home. Sure, yeah, of course. Of course they did. I don't. But you're saying of course as if it should just be like that's what it is. You can't get over like. All right, you can't get over a boo. That's an issue. How could you not get over a boo? I get your point that you should be able to deal with Let's it. Let's just go back to the But I just room. don't get, like, 
what what is the point of making them go through it? It's almost like when we were talking because about Carson. They're not it, hold on, hold doing on. their job. It was like when we were talking about Carson, and it was well, you know, you can't bring Foles back because Nick because uh, Carson couldn't deal with it. Well, bring him back. He's a great like. We weren't trying to put Carson through like a toughness test. They were trying to set him up to succeed. If if Slay and the players feel that positive reinforcement is better than boost, like I just don't get like go ahead and boo. I've booed at games. I'm not telling you to change. I just don't see how it's productive. Because it's, I don't think I don't think it's meant to be a productive thing. It's letting us. It's letting them know that you're not living up to the standard that we have set here as a Philadelphia Eagles fan and team. Like that's it's not it's not about this is going to make you play better. It's just it's expressing frustration because they're not doing what they like, they're not playing. With. And and fans have every right to do. That. I just don't like. I, but the players are, but the players are telling you a player. Yes, but a but, player but you're about to play done. the soundbite of another player, and I'm sure we could find plenty of other players that feel this way. I found the Sean Rodriguez cut. All by right, the let's way. Let's, let's play S Rod. No, I'm not the one booing. I'm not the one screaming. I'm not the one saying pretty disgusting things at times. It seems pretty entitled. I mean, you're just making yourself look pretty bad as an individual, as a person, as a fan. You're making guys not want to basically sit there and say, hey, they're going to support you. Hey, they're going to do this. That's tough. You got to just basically sit there and say, man, let me see if I can't help him get out of what he's in. Let me see if I can't be encouraging enough to basically help an individual. That's the harder thing to do. The easy thing is just to scream boo. Let me think of something to say that actually might be encouraging. I know it takes effort. That was after hitting a walk-off home run. It was. Where so was a uh, 13-year-old Jack Fritz with the standing ovation there? But it was not 13. This is I was working here. This was, okay. This is right, like here. 2019. All right. Um, well, 17-year-old. So I guess that would be the, uh, the 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 origin story of why we <laughs> did the standing ovation. But there's a movie that'll be the opening with. But the, whenever you can get a comment on Philly fans from uh, a guy who's never been here before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one shining moment, used his platform and then got booed the next day. Right. I'm sensing a theme here that whoever criticizes Philly fans isn't really a Philly athlete. Yeah. Slay can't handle it. This guy wasn't here that long. Steven Nelson wasn't here that long. Right. Okay. Well, winner again. I believe. This is just my belief that the like if you can handle Philadelphia, you're a winner. I agree. And handling if you're not, if you can't handle it, then I, you're not a winner. Handling Philadelphia, I agree, it is is a, a a redeeming great quality in a player. It is a hard place to play, and to your point, it is an amazing place to play. I'm here at Chickies every Monday when the Eagles win, and Brandon Graham's here, and Jordan Mailata. It is unbelievable. It's packed. All those things, right? Yeah. But the flip side of that is. If you're Jordan Mailata and you have a bad game, you like can't check Twitter. You can't listen to like But he's here. He's no, here every I know, he's but, talking but, to people but, every week. But what Slay is saying is like we're not acknowledging the hard parts of being I, a Philadelphia I know it's athlete. Hard. I'm not saying it's it's all sunshine and rainbows. I, I understand that. But it feels like it's especially with Slay, it's never I love being here. And it's like I just think we're being selective with the quotes. I'm sure you can find quotes from Slay saying how much he loves being an Eagle and, uh, and it, tweets from him. His, and tweets, all. his tweets don't count. Okay. Um, Unless unless they're negative, then then they, then count. they go. Yeah, <laughs> then it's the real ones. Um, speaking of the Phillies, Tylen Walker has been away from the team for the last couple of days for personal reasons. He returned through a bullpen session yesterday and felt uh, normal spring training soreness. So um, the only reason why I find that interesting is I I do think there's here why is that I wonder if I wonder if they are getting close to signing Jordan Montgomery, and if they can sign Jordan Montgomery. Tywin Walker is obviously getting moved. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if is like the early of. of do you think they're going to sign him? I think it's a very good chance. Yeah, I do. I think I think the Cody Bellinger trade made it more, or Cody Bellinger signing made it more likely because you can you have opt outs after year one. So if you have an opt out after a year, you can go back and test free agency again next year. 
Like it's almost like a best of both worlds scenario. What about a 13-year contract with no opt-outs? Well, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> no. See if Bryce changed his uh, tune on that? He did. He's changed his tune quite a bit on that. That's good. That's good. That's Guessing good. he's not going to get that extension he wanted. He might. I, I was like when because when he did change his uh, t- uh, tune on it, the first thing I thought was, well, he's not getting it. But maybe it's like, hey, back off a little bit here, and we'll we'll take care of you. We'll take care. Yeah, what do you don't hear make t- it seem like you're forcing us into it. Yeah. What do you hear, Taiwan Walker? After he leaves, what he thinks of Philadelphia? I'm yeah, sure that'll be great. One, well, he won't count. Too. He's the one liking tweets about. Uh, well, he should like it. He's they've been celebrated here. Um, you, you talk about how I agree. Yeah, differently. They're, they're so if, if Taiwan Walker comes down and rip the fans, are you going to be annoyed by that? Um, no, it's how he feels. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel annoyed. When <laughs> you <laughs> feel annoyed. Uh, Ike's in Southwest Philly. What's happening, Ike? Yo, what's up, y'all? What's what up, man? Going? Ain't nothing. Yo, so let me tell you, Jack, I- I'm totally off with you, man, because I think Ellie is right, and here's the reason. You called this man soft because he didn't like caring what people had to say, a.k.a. the booze. But mm-hmm. you, Spike, and a whole bunch of people I'd heard them call just said, yo, you can only tell the truth if you say something nice right. also about the How is that not the softest thing? We don't want to hear nothing you got to say unless you say something nice about us. But we can say whatever we want to say about you. And if you don't like it, you're soft. But you got to say what we want. And I mean, you got to say what you want to say, but always say something nice about us. Because our fragile egos can't take if you so tell you, us what you, you really think, feel. Do you think that Philly fans are soft? Yes, I do. You want to know another reason? Anytime somebody say something bad about the Philly fans or the media, in the media or something like that, oh, that there have been the Philly fans. If something happened with another fan base, how many times you hear that? How many times when somebody say something about Santa Claus? Oh, come on. Why you got to keep picking on the Philly fans? We hear that all the time. I think, it's a, like Elliot been saying, it's a good and a bad with the fans. I love the fans. I went to Dallas this year. It was all that, seeing all, all the Eagles fans, and it was all yeah. love down Not there. a great game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking are, about are they good? Are they, are they good and not soft when they're taking over opposing teams' uh, stadiums? No, and I just told you, it's a good and a bad. That's the part that always goes. It's not one-sided. That's, all, that's the whole thing. It's not everything is one way. Let me ask well, you a question about this. Now, is it cool when the Philly fans... Does it have to do with Trey Turner? No, 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 no. Man, I ain't even hitting you with that. I thought that was cool. That's what you wanted to do. That's what you wanted to do. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing. I ain't going to kill you for that. But the thing I'm trying to say is I don't like when people say, like, yo, I love hearing the, the athletes say, to be honest, but when they're honest, they don't like it if it's something against them. Like, it's cool. It's cool for the fans to boo. And if we listen to the Slay thing, he was talking. If, the one thing he said, it got at me. They got to me one time. It got to me one time. And it wasn't everybody. It was this one guy. They were sitting right behind the bench. Mm-hmm. And never in that thing have you heard Slay say, he won a roll. The boy Steven Nelson said he couldn't handle it and he won the roll. Never heard Slay say that. Slay White be sitting there busting it up with everybody on Twitter. Do you think she would bust it up with everybody on Twitter if Slay hated to hear well, and like to your, to your point, like I don't think what Slay said has to be a negative thing. Where I disagree with, it sounds like Jack and maybe other people is, like why are we pushing back on it? Like what but he's saying because it's, it, it's soft. It's no, sweet. I, right, right, yeah. That's the truth. I'm, I'm sorry to be hype, but let's be honest. Every time anything is said that, that either is against the Philly fans, they can't take it. But then they sit there, and I'm not saying everything. That's the other thing. When somebody say something, it doesn't mean all fans. I'm a fan of the Eagles, just like everybody else. 
he ain't talk about me because he ain't, he don't know me. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That, that's yeah. the part I hate. Is that that's the truth? Philly fans, a lot of them are soft. They can always dish it out, but they can't take when anybody say something that they don't want to. This is I thought it was we don't shut uh, up and dribble. We don't like it. We don't care. Is that what? And yeah, no one likes it. Nah, like, you right. know that angle. This is another version yeah. of shut up and dribble. And the player that I don't like is uh, Nicholas Morrow, man. That dude was horrible this year, <laughs> yeah, man. He was, he was horrible. But yeah. y'all, y'all be easy. Have a good weekend. My man. Good call. Have a good one. I will say, it felt like Moreau had like two or three games where he kind of yeah. exceeded expectations, but yeah. then it fell off quickly. Real quick. One thing the Eagles have to decide is um, like how much of the poor play last year from the players was players and how much of it was the coaching was a disaster. When evaluating guys like Bradbury, was he, has he really just completely fallen off? Or was he on a defense that was coached poorly that put him in bad spots that didn't help him out? Well, maybe that's why Howie answered the question the way he did. Yeah, I, I, I think Bradbury could be back. Yeah, I just I think he might have lost a step. He right. might have, but it doesn't help when you have poor safety play and poor coaching and no one knows what they're doing. I think if he didn't have a $10 million cap, I think he would not be back. But I think the, the $10 million dip yeah, I agree. That's, is, is a, is that's a why it helps. That's why this contract helps. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. If you want to react to the Darius Slay comments, uh, and also give us a Philly athlete you couldn't stand uh, for a chance to win tickets to go see Jelly Roll. But on the other side, a key eagle was released today. But could it mean the return of a former eagle? One of our own weighed in on that. Don't miss that coming up next. It's the afternoon show, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the Afternoon Show. Jack Fritz and Elliot Shore Parks live from Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Buy one, get one free snow crab legs every Tuesday and Wednesday for a limited time. Find a location near you online, chickiesandpeets.com. For details, uh, Elliot, the yes. Eagles just made it officially official, but uh, they have released safety Kevin Byard. What a run. I mean, what a run for Kevin. He decided to hear how he feels about Phillies fans. Well, he's from here. Or so Philly fans. He's yeah. from here. He is from here. That's true. Um, he, he lost from here status, probably Cardinals game. Did have a good game against the Chiefs. <laughs> did. Well, yeah, it's so, I, so I believe I'm right on this because when Shield joined us, when they traded for him, he said that, that through that season so far, he had not touched a football yep, besides right. one time, and it was a fumble recovery. I think the Chiefs game was the, only, the second time. That yeah, was it. Then, I don't know if he did the rest of the year. <laughs> I think, that, I think that's it. Um, and he led a mutiny against uh, <laughs> Sean Desai. <laughs> so, Byard, Byard uh, 
clearly didn't work out. And if you look at Howie's resume, oh. I do I do think one one you know bad spot of it is he has not been good at trade deadline acquisitions. Besides um, Ajayi, Ajayi worked out, but Robert Quinn didn't work out. This didn't work out. Jannard Avery didn't work out. Did Golden Tate work Golden out? Golden Tate debated. Well, I know he caught the pass in the in the playoff game or the touchdown. But let's be honest, they expected more from him than what For they sure. got. So yeah, Howie's had trouble acquiring talent at the deadline. Um, it Bayard, I don't think he falls directly in the category of you know if he could have been better in a better defense. I do think it, it matters that like the defense was a disaster from a coaching perspective. Maybe next year he could have been better. But moving on from him, the important thing for the Eagles is it opens up a ton of cap space. So they had around $30 million in cap space before they released him. After releasing him, they now have around $44 million in cap space. So And there'll be more to come. So they're going to have enough cap space to do pretty much whatever they want. And I think a good portion of that money that they cut, that they uh, acquired by cutting Bayard is going to go to a safety. I think they're going to go out and spend big money on a safety. Now, speaking of safeties, our own Howard Eskin last night with Tom Kelly had this to say about the Eagles and what they might be planning at the safety position. I think they will sign at least one safety. And don't be surprised, and I'll tell you this, Tom, don't be surprised that Gardner Johnson doesn't come back to the Eagles. Really? Yes. CJGJ, you think there's a chance he comes back here? Yes. Yes, I'm just... I'm telling you right now. Okay. I mean, I told you about Merrifield, right? He so did not tell I'm us about Merrifield. You, don't be surprised that because they need they need not. a couple of safe. So there's Howard Eskin, the um, king. Yeah, I know. He is trying to take credit for the Merrifield thing. He doesn't get credit. No. He, well, what did he say? He said that he's a name they could sign. It's like, well, it wasn't like a report like that. So I will say, if they sign Chauncey Gardner Johnson, of course, this, he gets credit. This counts more. This this is legit. Merrifield credit. was just a throw it out there kind of thing. So the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson thing would be interesting because last year when he was a free agent, I got the sense that the negotiations with the Eagles and his agent didn't go so well. They were tense? Um, yeah, they were tense. Uh, Did he blame the fans? I don't, yeah, I don't want to say the bridges were burned, <laughs> but uh, it felt like it was, it was a negative uh, negotiation. So Chauncey didn't have a great year. I mean, he only played two games. He was dealing with an injury. I'd be curious to see what he would cost. I don't think he would be big money. Like, well, the fact that he just got a one-year deal yeah. off of the year that he had here. Yeah. Was it Jesse's probably not getting huge money. Now, they did miss him more than I thought they would. When they let Chauncey left, uh, when they let him leave last year, I thought that he was a pretty replaceable player. Um, clearly, that was not the case. They, they missed him. But Chauncey would be a good acquisition. I don't think he's a type of acquisition where you could sit and go, okay, they're way better at safety. He's injured quite a bit. He's, he's not missed, a good tackler. He 19, gets out of position. He's missed 19 games in the last three yeah. years. Yeah, so he misses quite a bit of time. I think if they were to bring Chauncey back, he, he makes the, the team better, and certainly if he's healthy, I think he's someone you want out of the field. But he would not be an acquisition along the lines of, you know, a Winfield Jr., a Jeremy Chin, uh, the, the safety from the Giants whose name's escaping me right Xavier now. Xavier McKinney. Xavier McKinney, yeah. I, like, like those would be big-time acquisitions where you would feel different about the defense. I don't think um, Chauncey would really check that box. My guy is, uh, I want Kyle Duggar. The, uh, the, yeah. the the Patriots guy. He's, he seems like Malcolm. Like they can bring him into the box. Yeah. Um, and you know, you like one of the things when they got Vic Fangio that a lot of people were saying is that he, they, he likes having a playmaking safety. I mean, Chauncey was that. You know. When, yeah. I mean, Chauncey's good at blitzing. Uh, he's good at making plays on the football when he's around. Got a little it. edge to him. Yeah, he's a hard hitter, and he misses a lot of tackles. But he but, sure does. But he is a hard hitter. Um, I think the, the positive about the safety market right now, to moving on from Bayard and acquiring that $14 million in cap space, is there are a lot of guys who check what the Eagles are looking for. 25, 26 years old, productive player so far, 
Pro Bowl resume. Again, Winfield Jr., someone a playmaking safety, great at blitzing, creates turnovers. He would make a ton of sense in the Vic Fangio defense. I think they need to add, like, two safeties. I think Reed Blankenship had a solid year. I don't think Reed was good enough where you can say he is penned in as a starter and he's going to start no matter what. I think that they, they have to go and add quite a bit at that position. Now, how much does, how much does a, a possible extension of Dickerson and Devontae affect the cap? Well, it actually likely affects it in a positive way. I mean, the way the Eagles do their deals is, and I don't have the cap spaces for Landon and Devontae right in front of me, but let's say they're around $5 million, $5, $6 million, and they give Devontae $20 million a year just to use an, an easy term, an easy number. How they, how they essentially do it is they'll give him, let's say, a seven-year deal. Two of those are dummy years, and you stretch the hit out. So like Hassan Reddick, a better example, has a $21 million cap hit. If they trade him or restructure him, you're opening cap space up there. So that $44 million that they have right now, that number is going to go up before they make any moves in terms of re-signing Devontae, giving an extension to Landon, uh, I say an extension to Devontae as well. So I don't think an extension to them really impacts the cap that much this year. It would impact it in future years. And it feels like, did you get the sense out of the combine they want to get both of those done this year? Yeah, and I think you have to get Landon. You have to get Landon. So Landon's on a four-year deal. He's finishing his third year. So in theory, at the end of next year, he would hit the free agency market. And the tough thing about franchising him is with the offensive line, I believe guards count as tackles in how they do this. So you would essentially be franchising him as a tackle number, which they'll never do. Devontae, I think they will get done. They don't want him to leave. He's a homegrown guy, great locker room guy, phenomenal player. But you do have the fifth-year option on him, and in theory you could franchise him, which is a, a little more doable when he is that kind of caliber at receiver. So I think they'll get both done, but Landon's probably a slightly more pressing just because of the way his contract is. I'm such a Devontae guy. Yeah, I think Devontae is everything you want in a, in a player. Well, and an eagle. Yeah, I agree. Like, like, I don't think he would go on a podcast uh, saying the fans it would be, or uh, ripping the fans. Now, it doesn't mean he wouldn't feel that way, but yes. Yeah, but like, what I appreciated the most about Devontae down the stretch run, because I, I felt like... A, down the stretch run, I feel like I, I heard a lot of like, yeah, we got to get it fixed. We got to get it fixed, and we'll be all right. We'll be all right. And I feel like he was the only one that kind of kept it real while also not. Devontae is, I think, has in some ways like the perfect personality you want for, a, for an NFL player, but especially an Eagle. I think he's, very, he's great with dealing with pressure. Um, he's great with the media. He doesn't say a lot, but when he does, I think his, his words are very purposeful. Um, and I think he's, he's a great leader. Well, and, and like, I mean, the, the thing that sticks out is when he was, they said, uh, hey, congrats on a thousand yards, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care. We're not playing well. Yeah. I just, I like Devontae Smith a lot. And I, I think he's a, a great, great representative of the Eagles. I mean, he's one of Howie's best draft picks of all time. Yeah. I mean, he's a top 10 receiver. I hope, I hope you'll be able to <laughs> I'm get. just saying. I mean, people miss in the top 10 all the time. But it was, and it, you know, people forget. I remember doing the draft show before that draft. And, I'm not saying a lot of people didn't want Devontae. I, I, was, definitely, I was definitely more anti than Yeah, pro. he was viewed as, and look, he is. He's an extremely skinny guy. Like, he, he's just extremely it's just, skinny. It's never, it's never hurt him. It's never hurt him. Now, having him block on screenplays. Not the best. Maybe not the best use of his What about of his What about making him a tight end on one of the, uh, the goal line that's situations? Well, that's just called crea creativity. Yeah, yeah, that's just Nick's yeah, offense. That's just Nick cooking. <laughs> Nick's cooking yeah, per yeah, usual. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. And it seems like the Eagles are trending towards, you know, being the first team really to – Give receivers, two receivers, $25-plus million a year. And, yeah, I don't think they'll be the last team. I mean, if they you, won't. Yeah, if you look around the league, the best teams, and this goes back to the debate about the Eagle talent on offense versus production, like all the best offenses, really besides the Ravens, have elite receivers. I guess the Chiefs as well have elite receivers. The Dolphins do, the Bengals do, the Bills do, the Eagles do. Niners. Um, the Niners have great receivers. I'm not a huge Debo guy, but 
he's well, Ayuk's very good. So. Ayuk's very good, and they have George Kittle. So I, I think you know, just because no one's ever done it, doesn't mean that that's where the league is trending. And I, it isn't trending. I would rather the Eagles do that than do what the Bengals are doing, which is franchise tagging T. Higgins. Like I've I've come around on the franchise tag a little bit. I don't think it's the best use of resources. But if you get T. Higgins for one year, now the tough thing is you can't play with the cap number, which makes it exactly. difficult. Exactly. It's like you're taking on $30 right. million dollars no matter what. By the way, if we want to talk about how the Eagles looked at the combine, the Giants have got to be the dumbest front office I have ever covered in my time covering the team. They franchised Saquon last year, and they might do it again this year. Franchising a running back is one of the dumbest things you can do as a team. But to do it on a team that has no real chance of winning the Super Bowl, barely is going to be a playoff team. It's just, look, the Eagles messed things up a lot. The last year was a disaster towards the end. But, man, the Giants are just, they are comically bad. And I saw a report today that the worst-kept secret in, in the sport right now is they want to go up and get a quarterback. Which is, is a smart move by them. Sure. Unless it's, you know, Drake May. Or, you're, not, you're not a Drake not May a Drake guy. Not a Drake May guy. I keep no. wanting to call him Mayo. Well, <laughs> Drake Mayo. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, I mean, it sounds like a freaking yeah. uh, a real a real company. All right, so here's my my quarterback rankings. For Sweet, those, those interested. I, I am becoming. By the way, I was a huge Caleb Williams guy, and I still think I think Caleb Williams is awesome. I think I think he's going to be awesome. I don't know he's going to be. awesome. Would you take him over Jalen? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Heartbeat. I mean, so I'll go Caleb Williams, JJ McCarthy, uh, Jaden Daniels. Um, Michael Penix. Michael Penix, Bo Nix. And then Drake May. Drake May. Even though Bo Nix is like 25. Yeah, it's not a long-term play. Okay. <laughs> Why are you so anti-Drake May? He throws a beautiful football. 80, I, 83 yards in a dime. I just don't like what I've seen when I watch the highlights. Yeah, he's a little loser vibes. Yeah, a little loser North vibes. Carolina quarterback. Who I'm, was the, yeah, Mitch I'm good. Kuliski? I'm good, yeah. Chuck's in Mount Airy. What's happening, Chuck? Hey, Jack. What's up, Jack? Yo, Elliot, what's going on? What up, Chuck? Good to hear from you, man. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, man. Hey, listen. Oh, man. Oh, God forbid we too tough. Ooh. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm Surprised sorry, you don't Slay. agree with me on this. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Slay. We're sorry. He had an idiot that called in here early. No, let me not call a guy a name because he disagreed with me, but the guy Gary. I mean, you know, he called in. He ripped me because I did, I'm tired of Joel and B getting hurt. I mean, listen, here's the fact of the matter. Slay. Oh, that was you Spike, know, I think. I no, told it, was you Derek. it was Derek. It was Derek. Yeah. Derek and I told you, the guy's days are, 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 are behind him. His better days are behind him. We need to let him go anyway. I've been saying that all week. And number two is, God forbid he didn't play with Ike and them back in the day. And, and Hugh, those guys, they lost three or four in the two championship games in a row. Can you imagine how they felt, how they got ripped? You know, social media was out then. No matter how Allen Iverson would have got ripped, social media was out there. Mm -hmm. And all those guys love up. Philadelphia, Chuck. They love Philly, man. So I don't want to hear that garbage. And that dude, Derek, that called up from Pioli earlier and, and ripped me because I said something about him being injuries last year. Hey, listen, let me tell you something, man. Your best ability is your availability. And that's the old slick saying, but it's the truth, man. You know, rather it's Boston, him losing in the bubble and getting swept. You know, rather it's the next year against Toronto and, and so, calling out sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could have took command yeah. of the league in that series. You know, you know, rather it's, uh, you know, uh, losing to an inferior team in the second round and the Atlanta Hawks, you know, uh, you know, and, and then last year against Boston, come back here, this team's ready, this city's ready to erupt, Jack, erupt, you know what I mean? And you know what happens? No, they, 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 they poop the thing, you know what yep. I mean? And, and it's just, it's just sad, man. He's to the point where he's walking up the court and gave up in the playoffs. Uh, and now he's hurt again. And we got to sit here 
and we got it, and we got to wait till next year again. So you, you, you don't tell Jack. You told Jack, Jared, you know, you can't tell Ellie how to feel. Well, you can't tell me how to feel about Joel Embiid. I'm sick of it. Okay. Well, Chuck, Chuck, real quick, where Chuck, just, you're you're perfectly fine to tell you how you feel. Real quick, where I where I agree with I agree with you overall on this. Where I do agree with Derek is like it's not like Joel wants to be hurt. That that's true. But you but 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 for where you are right is. It is fair to, to, when you're talking about analyzing Joel as his ability to lead the team to a title, to bring up the fact that come playoff time, he has consistently not been 100%, and that has drastically impacted their chance of winning a title. Elliot, that's all I'm saying. So for him to say, oh, Joel don't want to be hurt, nobody wants to be hurt. I'm not right. saying he does want to be hurt. Nobody's wishing you know, injury on anybody. But the fact of the matter is he is hurt every year. And every year he goes to play, even when he, even when he is playing, his numbers drop drastically from the regular season. It's the mentality for me. It's not the fact that he just get hurt. It's the mentality for me. Do he really want to win a championship here? Does he really want to be a championship player? Or does he want to be remembered for how many MVPs he has? His stats. How many scoring titles he won? Because some people, you know, are like that. So I'm just asking, you know, and, and I have every right to. And, yeah. my, and, my, and, and the guy I can't stand, you already know who he is. Joel. Joel Embiid? <laughs> yes, Joel Embiid. I can't <laughs> okay. stand him as a player. Not sure it's going to be an answer, but appreciate you, buddy. I do like how the whole call was was backing up his his choice for the winner. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, once more evidence. You think Joel Embiid likes being a sexer? Yes. I agree. Yeah, think I think he, Joel do, likes being Do you think that he gets it more than Darius Slay? Um, so I think Joel definitely gets criticized more than Darius Slay. I think that being booted in Eagles game is way different than being booted in a Sixers game. Why? Well, there's 60,000 fans, and I just think Eagles, like, but again, let's just but be it's, honest. But it's singular. It's singular in a basketball game. Oh, it's not singular in an, in an NFL game. It's, Wait. it's team. It's team related. Well, you're saying who gets it worse, Darius or, yeah. I'm sorry, Slay or, or uh, Joel? He's, t- t- today he's, he's Darius. Darius. Today he's Darius. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think Joel gets criticized by more people. I think that when, when Darius Slay gets criticized, it is more intense just because he's an Eagle. But I— and my counter is, where is it intense? Is it intense on social media? I, I just don't get how you can ask where it's intense. Like, like we work at WIP. We're at the Eagles games. We know that being the, press, the pressure of being an Eagle is unlike anything else out there. There's pressure. There's also a lot of pressure being an NBA superstar that has come, but it, but that, it's, whose team it's, has come up small in the last couple of years. But it's not the same as being an Eagles player. It's just and, not. But it's, Dude, well, let me ask. The Eagles get booed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The Eagles get booed. The Eagles get booed. Does Darius Slay get booed? I don't remember a time when a singular player has really gotten You, you are right that in football, it is harder to, to boo a singular player than it is in basketball. Thank you are correct about that. But I think that the environments that Darius Slay plays in are more intense and negative than the ones Joel. Sixers fans, and look, clap your hands. Like, <laughs> right? But, Go Sixers. Yeah. But Sixers fans just stop. Like, they just stop paying attention and caring. Eagles fans show up mad. Like, I think that's the difference. Like if, jo- then, if Joel was, I don't e- think that's fair. If Joel was the Eagles' quarterback, his life would be way worse than it is as the, the top guy on the Sixers, with the same track record of you know making the playoffs, getting hurt. Well, like Donovan. Don- it's, 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 well, but Donovan had way more success than Joel. Sure, but they also came up small. Yeah, he advanced further, but yes, essentially yeah. came up small. Yeah, um, I just think that, like, I don't. Do you really think that Eagles fans walk into games angry? I don't think that at all. Uh, well, there certainly have been times. I think overall they show up 
ready to root for the team. But, yeah. you know, at the end of, well, I guess they weren't here in 2020. But at the end of Andy's, you know, time, I remember the Fire stadium Andy. being, being yeah. very, very tense. I just, like... Are you really pushing back on the idea that Eagles fans aren't super intense? And well, I think, but I think they're, I think they're intense. It's just when they boo, I don't think he's, they're singling out Darius Slay. But Darius, but he still feels that. Sure. Yeah. But, but like, you're right. Joel has a bigger spotlight on him. Yes. For sure. But but Embiid also handles but, it but better. But Sixers, I don't know if that's completely true. But Sixers, Sixers anger is like a six out of ten compared to Eagles at ten out of ten. Sure. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That while Embiid certainly gets, I mean, honestly, Embiid probably gets criticized. I would guess what he feels more nationally than locally, and that's why I think that he feels the pressure to play. Yeah, I think like Joel, if I had to guess, probably is well more aware of the criticism on like uh, you know NBA Today than he is of of local criticism. Whereas I think Darius Slay, it's much more local. Corey's in Columbus. What's happening, Corey? My guy, what's up? What up, Corey? How you doing, man? I feel like we haven't talked in a while. Good to hear from you. Hey, man, you too, my brother Jack. What's up? What's up, Corey? How's it going, brother? Hey, man, like, I feel like y'all both right. Like, the, the power of the Eagles fans is just crazy. Like, like y'all, like, earlier today when Kevin Byer got released, y'all know what was trending on Twitter? TJ, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we as Eagles fans, all, all the posts, hey, man, we got to get TJ, TJ back here. You know, everybody go apologize. It's just because, like, us as a fan base is so passionate. Now the thing with Slay, I think I think the problem with Slay and where Jack is coming from is like it's not it's not just yesterday's clip. Like Slay is annoying for his season, and like yesterday was just like icing on the cake. Like it's just like you know what? I'm tired of this dude. I'm gonna attack you more. Like with Slay, I agree. Slay, like if James Bradbury said it, it wouldn't hit as hard. Right, I agree right. Or like, or yeah. even, or even like if let's say for example, um, even if Kevin Byer would have said it. Like, even though he wasn't that great this year, I don't think he would have had the same vitriol. It's just like it's always play. Like, when, when the Cowboys, oh, it's, it's uh, the dude from Michigan State. I can't think yeah, of his Josh, name. Yeah, Josh. Josh. Josiah Scott. And it's always like, it's always like, oh, this guy who might be a rival of ours. Oh, what a player. Like, I don't need to hear yeah. that. And, 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 and something else with Slay, too, is like, this, this is my issue with Slay. Like, Slay, you came from the Detroit Lions. You played Loserville, at USA. Well, and an you played at Mississippi so. State. It's like he's all like he's always been the best player on a bad team. So when you come to a place where winning is expected and won it, and you're not a big fish in a small pond, expectations comes on the team. Like we're not just calling out Slate. We call out everybody. Bradbury, the worst corner on the team, and he gets smoked. But the problem with Bradbury is Bradbury's not out there running his mouth blaming other people why he's playing bad. So he don't get the smoke that Slay gets because you always got something to say. Well, and I think Slay being active and aware of social media, too, probably doesn't help. Like like with the A.J. Brown thing, right? When A.J. called in, one thing I took from that was he has this feeling that he's perceived as a diva and all these things. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that there isn't a portion of the fan base or media that views him that way. But what I thought what was interesting about when he called in, it, it, he sounded to me like somebody who has – read a lot on social media but in reality aj is loved by this fan base right media. like there is a small portion of fans that that are mad at aj and i think with with darius slay it's probably a larger portion but i think he sees a lot and, on, and on twitter why, he wants, he and, wants and to be quick, worked up by it that, yeah. that's the reason why our quarterback needs to get more respect because we've been people i ain't gonna say we people been killing this dude since he's been drafted and he show up and he put on a show every single week put the respect on jayla her's name Jack. That's what professionals do, Corey. 
So what professionals that's right. do. That's in, right. the, in the line of fire, they're still, you know, they're exactly. still keeping calm, not ripping exactly. the fans. Exactly. QB number one. And my athlete, this is tough because I had two people in mind, so I'm going to change mine up. One person that really got on my nerves when he got here and I never wanted us to sign him was DeMarco Murray. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, Murray might a, be the might be the winner. Murray's a big so far, answer. Yeah. Appreciate it, Corey. Underrated moment is when Malcolm took a chair out Dude, to practice and best. put it. Yeah, I love social Malcolm. media was big then, obviously, but imagine like now. Do you think he liked being an Eagle, Demarco Murray? <laughs> no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Demarco Murray. Also, a good example of while Cowboys fans are passionate, there's just. They're soft. There's just nothing like Philadelphia. There just isn't. Like, I'm at all these league events. I see the media. The Eagles' media contingency is way bigger. I'm at a, I've been at every opposing stadium in the NFL. There's just there's nothing like Philadelphia. Speaking of DeMarco Murray, uh, and speaking of you thinking that they are going to invest heavily in, in, in defense, yes. if you could choose spending big money on a linebacker or a running back, who would you rather choose? I mean, there's big, there's big name running backs out there, but they want to go Saquon. Whether you want to go Austin Eckler, right. whether you want to go my guy Josh Jacobs, uh, Derrick Henry, there's some big linebackers. Van Ginkle. Uh, He's more of an edge. I can't yes. take the Van Ginkle. I, I, so I, I shouldn't say for sure, but I believe he is far more of an edge player than like a, a, a stand-up like outside linebacker. Yeah, like he's like a Hassan Reddick type. I could be wrong, but I believe he's more of an Hassan Reddick outside linebacker than a Patrick Queen. Patrick Devin Queen is, White. A, like, is an actual linebacker. Devin yeah. White. Like, would you ra- which would you rather invest in? So you're gonna this is gonna surprise you because I feel like you think I'm someone that doesn't really change his mind often. Never. I've never seen you change. And I do value offense more than defense. But I'm not going to lie. After watching the playoffs, I'm in on getting, like, a linebacker that impacts the game. Yeah. I, I, I am of the mindset of I would, I'd rather get a running back just because I want one of those guys. Right. Yeah, it'd be fun. And I'm trying to think of, like, what McCaffrey made to the, the Niners. Now, McCaffrey. Eckler would be the closest. He's not as good between the tackles. but from well, just Saquon's a, the, the, the big one. I think Saquon might be cooked. So I don't think he's cooked. I think he's just hurt all the time. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> part of being cooked but no, yeah. that's a difference um now the 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 spot track expected salary for patrick queen is like four years 94 million mm-hmm. i'd be shocked if, i would not be shocked if they get 90 plus million for a linebacker i think they've never gonna, done it i i think they're gonna pay wow. i think i think they're gonna All go right. out there and pay right. now you're right four years 90 million that's i'm gonna be five nine yeah i mean that sounds extreme it was 18 million a year that'd be five then okay so five nine yeah. well yeah, that'd be that'd be like yeah. Not math. <laughs> no, yeah, not a math guy, not a calendar origin guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, bu- buzzes here. But me. I do think they will they will pay a linebacker. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. A Twitter question this hour sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark's Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online. Mark's We are live at Chickies and Pete's. Nothing goes better with Philly basketball and hockey than Chickies and Pete's signature menu items. Pre-game, in-game, or post-game. Chickies and Pete's on the other side. A top five at five with Buzz Wilson. Plus, your last chance to get in on a Philly athlete you couldn't stand for a chance to win the Jelly Roll tickets and your reaction to the Darius Slay comments. Get in now. It's the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.